Whiskey. Tango. Life. Podcast. Good? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Whiskey Tango Life podcast. I'm glad that you could join me again. Today, we have an interesting guest uh, for the last half a year since the uh, school year started for 2022 into now 2023. We took on a foreign exchange student, which is Hortensia, who's with me today. And uh, it's been an interesting um, change in our life. And we enjoyed having her here. She's actually getting ready to leave this weekend as this podcast is recording. And we just wanted to go over some of the differences between what she's used to in Italy versus the education system there versus what our education system here is like. Talk about those differences. Talk about what she's used to over there, how the education system is. Talk about our education system, what she saw as maybe flaws, what the benefits were, what the, uh, the feel was for social life in the schools and everything and kind of get a feel for maybe what else is out there because i think one of the most interesting things for people is to actually step back and take a better look at things that they're not used to and getting into um, maybe different situations so that they can better evaluate their own um, societal things that are going on whether that's education or workplace environment or economic systems. I mean, everything is, is really different when you go around the world. So there's benefits and, and negatives to everything. So Hortensia, thank you for being with me. I appreciate <laughs> thank it. Thank you. <laughs> so let's start off with where are you from mm-hmm. and uh, how old are you and everything. So tell me about your, your home life in your hometown. Okay. I'm from Italy, specifically Northern Italy, and I'm a student in high school. So the one, this is my fourth year of high school. Um, but here I was um, a junior, so I was with um, people doing like their third year of high school. And well, there are, as you were saying, like, I think the whole purpose of my experience here was like, try to experience something that was different from like my everyday life. Mm-hmm. Like to also like, that meant also like walking out of my um, comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did here, um, especially with school, but also like in general, like there were a lot of like cultural differences and everything. So, so let's talk about your education system over there that I, I personally know some things about, maybe I'm going to get new information from you as well, but what I find really interesting and I see both negatives and positives to it is you find out, or you basically set a path at a very early age uh, in your country for everyone what direction you're going to head and then you uh you basically follow that path in in the schooling direction not only what type of schooling you go to from middle school like the elementary and middle school to to the high school years to the type of college that you're going to go to but then also seemingly and you can go into more detail but seemingly your whole class moves with you so you're not bouncing around like you would here and everything yeah, yeah. so explain like I guess what the benefit is of people deciding at an earlier age which path they're going to follow. Yes. So the biggest difference is that, like, um, well, elementary school and middle school is, like, here. So, like, they are the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. But once you turn 13 and you have to start high school, that's an important step for your education because you got to pick, like, your high school. And there are, like, high schools with different subjects. So you got to both pick the ones, like, the one with the subjects you're best at i would say but also the ones you like the most because that school those kind of subjects and that field is like the one you're most likely to work in Mm -hmm. in the future 
So like, for example, I went to, I'm going to a school um, that is mainly focused on um, humanities. So like I study Italian, I study Latin, Greek, and in college I could study like scientific things, but I'm most likely to study something like related to these subjects. So I would say it's an important step, like when you are in high school to like pick your school. Yeah. And I kind of feel like the, the mentality that you go through in high school is what a lot of American students experience in college, which is, and this, this leads into a question, basically, if you're in high school Mm -hmm. and you've set your course for, let's say humanities, right. And you're getting into it and you're like, holy crap, uh, this is not what I wanted to do. Uh, This is not my thing. Like, what do you do at that point? You can change your high school. Like, it's a thing you have time Well, the school year starts at September and it's normal for students to like change it, mm-hmm. change your school. Like, um, I think you have time till until December and it's like a regular thing. It, it happens a lot to the kids. I've, yeah, I met like a lot of students that, that like changed and it's like something that they tell you you can do, but then I think you can like change your school whenever you want. It mm-hmm. wouldn't like make a lot of sense to change it. Like after the first two years, I'd say, because you would be, yeah, you would be very behind with like the things your classmates did. So percentage wise, do you, you say you see it a lot, but once the subject matter or the path is set, what would you say? Like 90% plus stick with that subject? I would say you stick with it. Um, but well, I know of a lot of people that ended up doing something in college they never like they would have never expected to do. Yeah. So even though I, I'm studying humanities, that doesn't mean I wouldn't be able to excel in math, for example, in college right. or, or like find out that that's what I want to do. But um, I know of a lot of people that during high school understand that what they're doing is not what they want to do, but they're just going to finish high school anyway, because that's what, what they started and then change their minds for like, uh, what they're going to do in college. So, Mm -hmm. so the other difference that we were talking about that I briefly mentioned was that you basically move through those grades with the same class. Yeah. So the students that surround you, surround you through your entire career in that school, unless they change. Uh, they can, um, change some, like we have in my classroom in Italy, we have like some new students and we lost some of them Hmm. through the years. Uh, but yeah, you generally have like the same, uh, class with the same people and you really like grow fun of them because you really like see them every day for five years. And it's, even if maybe you don't like them at the beginning, you end up liking them because like. You're, you're forced into an environment with them yeah. for quite a bit of time. Yeah. Uh, the other difference, which I can, you're two days away from leaving, and I just learned tonight, is that you actually go to school six days a week instead, <laughs> yeah. of, instead of five. That's, uh, I don't like it. That's, that's <laughs> tough. Like, you only have one, your weekend is basically only Sundays, and most of the times you got to study on Sundays, so you don't really have a lot of, like, time to rest. And, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, I don't, know if it's like that in every high school in Italy, but I would say a good percentage is like that. You made an interesting comment uh, early on being here that uh, students take their studies over there very seriously. Yes. And in, in comparison here, we'll, we'll make those kinds of comparisons when we, when we get done talking about your experience here, then we'll kind of converge and make some comparisons and everything. But 
in regards to what you were saying about students over there is that like school is life at mm, that point. Like yeah. you are really focused, hyper-focused on, on your grades and everything, right? Uh, especially my school, um, my school is very tough. So you really gotta, uh, put an effort in what you do. Like, uh, it's just basically what is required to be in that school. So you, you really like spend a lot of time on books and that's, I would say that's like the normality, like you have to do it and it's not considered like, maybe here it would be considered like nerdy to like spend a lot of time on books, but you really gotta do that and it's normal. And sometimes I think that's, that's not always that healthy, if that makes sense. Like also because like you're in high school, so like you're supposed to also like have more time for yourself or your friends. But I myself often like being in the situation to like have to study instead of going out. And I know of people that really like put a lot of pressure on themselves mm-hmm. for this, this um, reason. So digging deeper into that, do you feel... Let me ask you a very generalized question first. Do you feel like that pressure or that dedication is different between the sexes? Like, do you think uh, it's the same for both male and female students that there's that much pressure on them? Or do you feel like, you know, girls here are typically smarter than the boys and <laughs> put more time into their studies? Um, and just, maybe, and that, that may be a, yes. a generalization here as well, but it's typically what I saw growing up. I would say that that's the same in Italy um, as far as middle school. Mm-hmm. Like in elementary school and middle school, girls are usually the ones that put like a lot of effort and boys just really like, I don't know, like take the grades they can afford to have without, without like really studying or uh, but then when it comes to high school, I would say that, yeah, both boys and girls just put the same amount of effort and yeah. So it's not... the going back to the six days a week, oh, is, yeah. is every school in Italy that way or is it just your type of school that you're attending? Uh, I don't think it's something related to types, but um, the school itself, like my brother, he's in the same city as me, of course, and he's going to go to another school. And I know that they have a program where you can only do like five days. They're going to have like longer day school days mm. because like in my, my question. yeah, in my case, um, we get in school at eight and usually, um, get out of school at like one mm. or two sometimes. Um, and then yeah, go like six days a week while probably in this case, they're going to like stay in school every day until two or three. I don't know. So that's probably why. And maybe this is uh, maybe this is something more for your experience here in America, but kind of feeding off of your days over there and, and your schedule, how it plays out. You are typically the the way you eat, the hours that you mm-hmm. eat yeah. is very different than here. You guys are typically stay up later. Yes. Right. So, like, what what times do you eat during the day typically in Italy? Yeah. Oh, well, I have breakfast at seven usually um, to be in school at eight. Then I have a snack in school. And when I get home, I have lunch at one thirty or two. Depends. So on those like, two are pretty yeah, comparable. Yeah, I would say so. Then I have a snack in the afternoons, so like around five and have dinner around eight or eight thirty. Yeah, you're a lot. Of, and I've seen graphs of. Uh, all the countries and what time they eat dinner and everything. Yeah. And it, it really ranges 
in Europe from anywhere from eight to ten o'clock at night. Oh really. well, ten o'clock is is really late yeah. also for us, but especially in summer when there are like long days, mm-hmm. uh, it can be very late, like around nine to I would say it's normal. Do you live in a? And I haven't seen pictures of your city. I don't know why. Look, <laughs> but uh, Mantova is that Mantova? Yeah. Mantova. Um, it's a big city, small city comparatively to ones that people may know. Or um, I would say it's not a big city. It's it's known. Like if you go to Italy, like and you would say the city, I would think that they know where it is, but. It's nothing like uh, Milan, for example, or right. other big cities in Italy. So, so mostly, I guess the question was leading towards things like transportation. So oh, yeah. most people use like public transportation. Yeah. Or, or yeah. well, to move inside the city, most people use bikes or okay. uh, go everywhere like by foot. That's probably the most common thing. But if you have to go outside the city, well, you can either use your car, but most of students that come to the city... Well, I'll take the bus, and if I had to go somewhere like in a city next to mine, I'd probably go by train. Okay, and and we've we've had those conversations before too, where you guys can just hop a train and kind of go anywhere. In the, yeah, in, in the country. that's that's very cool. Or yeah. even out of the country, really, for that matter. Yeah, too. like like I found out that there is like this very cool train that goes from Milan to Paris, and it's not even that long. So. Hmm. There are like a lot of opportunities to travel, like I would say all over like Europe. Yeah. So let's go in the direction of, you know, we talked about your schooling and growing up, stuff like that. Um, what made you interested in being an exchange student? Well, I would say in general experiencing American culture because it's something like maybe you don't know it or don't realize it, but as a person that like we grew up outside of here, I've always kind of knew a little bit of American culture because of cinema, because of music. It's something that surrounds us like anyway. It's like the idea of go to America and experience that myself was something that like fascinated me, I guess. Mm -hmm. And well, my sister did the same experience and she really liked it. She really enjoyed it. And where did she go? She went to Michigan. Okay. Yeah, she... Yeah, she did like um, the year there. She was there during COVID, so it was not like the classic experience, I'd say. But she's really like still managed to have like a good time. And yeah, that those are probably the two reasons that like led me to this choice. And also like it's one like an opportunity you have like once in your life. Right. You can only like leave it. I mean, you can always come to America, but like leave it like this. You can only have it like when you are in high school, and yeah. And you said your brother plans on. Doing I think so. Those, those I mean, I don't. He doesn't really speak a word of English, no. so I'm a little bit concerned about him. But well, that's throwing you into the deep end and getting used to it. Yeah, he probably just come here and like I don't know, communicate with gestures and start. I don't know how he's gonna do it, but yeah, he plans to do it. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so one more question about Italy, I guess specifically. You are kind of in the culture of knowing not only your sister, but maybe have you had other people that you've talked to that had the exchange student experience? Yeah. So is is that a common thing for people that you know to well, experience an exchange I would student? say it's quite common. Like I know like five or six people in my school that did it, and those are only the ones that I know. Mm-hmm. So like 
it's not that like weird to like hear of somebody that had this experience. And is America the place that they typically go, or are there other popular、mm. countries to go to? Uh, the most popular countries are probably the ones where you speak English. So either America or the United Kingdom. I know that South Africa is also a place. That'd be、uh, interesting. That'd be interesting. <laughs>、uh, but then there are like in another kind of school、um, where we study languages,、um, like French, Spanish. People probably go to like Spain, France, and other like countries where they speak those languages too. But for English, America is probably the top choice. I'd say. Yeah, because the United Kingdom is more similar to Europe, I guess,、yeah. in general, like Italy, while America is completely like outside. Yeah. So you join the exchange program. We start communicating with each other.、Uh, we were doing like skyping each other、mm-hmm. and everything, so you, so you can get to know us as a family. We can get to know you, kind of prepare for you to come here and everything.、Mm-hmm. Um, What was the buildup like before coming over here? Was it a little bit like some anxiety or? Yeah,、uh, yeah, it was a mixture of like anxiety and excitement,、mm-hmm. and well, yeah, I would say mainly mainly excitement because like the anxiety before like maybe having our first call, but then like、yeah. once you kind of know your family and the people you're gonna stay with. Um, that's not like a main. I don't know. One of the main feelings, maybe anxiety for like school, for、mm-hmm. like you don't really know where you're going, how the people are gonna be like,、um, and it feels very weird. Like、um, as I said, like we have the same、um, classmates, like during all of high school. So like thinking I'm not gonna be here this next year is very weird. And once I was here, seeing them like doing the same things was very weird too. And it was a little troublesome.、Um, it was tough at times, like seeing、uh, life goes on without me. Yeah, like they, they're not like crying every day. Okay, okay.、Um, but yeah, it was also like weird thinking that I'm I was here doing completely different things, living a completely different life, and they were just like doing same things every day. It was a weird feeling, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah.、Uh, so you get over here. Let's go through like kind of the things that you experienced, and and then maybe we'll touch on afterwards things that you learned,、uh, or you know maybe some advice for people that would want to do it in the future. You know,、mm-hmm. um, you get over here. What's the first thing that you did? The first thing I did when I came here.、Uh, you mean to Pennsylvania or no, to the country? To the country. You kind of went to、know. a big city. I went to New York. I went to. Oh, you mean okay? I went to New York for. I was thinking like about the very first thing, like right、um, <laughs> in the airport or like I don't know.、Um, well, we went to New York for three days,、yeah. and that was our like first view of America, the United States in general. It's a heck of、that、a was, change in environment, huh? It was. It was wild. It was, <laughs> but it was. I liked it. I mean, it was. You could really like breathe. I don't know, like the air of like a big city with. I saw like all kinds of people. I heard all kinds of languages. I think first time I'm guessing seeing skyscrapers too, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, this tall. Yeah,、uh, I've seen some, but not this tall, and like not this famous, probably. Right. And yeah, we went to Times Squares, the Empire State Building.、Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of 
things. We really did a lot of things in like three days. Um, did you go see any Broadway plays or anything like that? No, no, no. We we went to Ellis Island. Yeah. And took the ferry like around the island. Um, what did we do? Oh, we went to the Museum of Natural Science, Natural History. Sorry. Um, yeah, we did lots of things, and it was it was fun because we were like all exchange students, so we were like enjoying the city, but at the same time we were like talking about where we were going and we were our thoughts about like the experience and everything. And I still like I'm in touch with um, two of the girls I met there. Yeah, and those were people from all over the world too. Yeah. It wasn't just Italian. It was, it was especially from Europe. There were a lot of Italians. We were outnumbering them. Um, but, and I think there was, there were, there were, there was a student like from Taiwan or from mm -hmm. Asia. Uh, but yeah, it was from like all over the world. And then you hopped a, like a little bus thing, shuttle yep. to come all the way down to this airport down here. Yep. You end up going from a massive city with skyscrapers <laughs> to the Pocono Mountains well, where was, you can't go anywhere without driving. I mean, it was different, but I still like it here. Like, I feel like the idea that a lot of people have of the U.S., like from Europe, is very limited to like big cities mm -hmm. and only what you see in movies. And uh, I'm not saying it's like a good idea because like, and that's also kind of like how it is in big cities, but that's not American culture. Like it's another thing. Yeah. And same, I, I mean, it's the same also like in the big cities we have, like if you go to Milan, you're not going to experience um, the Italian life that you'd have, I don't know, like in... Tuscany. Yeah. Or like <laughs> in another place or in a little town or... So yeah, and I guess that's like um, the same everywhere you go. But yeah, that's one of the first things I realized, like this is very different and this is how it really is like also like especially in a big country like this like the u.s there are like so many different landscapes and lifestyles yeah. and yeah and it, it, yeah it changes drastically going across the country yeah. i mean it's as, as you go further out west it's deserts and yeah. big mountain ranges not like you're used to <laughs> like we'll talk about i'm sure with the skiing and everything but uh yeah, we have. It could be you could be anywhere in the U.S. and have completely different experience on different parts of. And that's like a, an an interesting like aspect of the exchange experience too. That it really depends on where you are. Mm -hmm. Like you have you don't have really like power where you're gonna be, and that's that plays like a lot of like how like your experience is gonna be, and mm -hmm. it can really like change from wherever you are. So you get out here. Uh, before we get into the education portion, what did you like about being out in the middle of nowhere, I guess you could say, in the Pocono Mountains, and what don't you like about it? I like the nature, like the woods, because we have woods in Italy, but I've never like lived so like deep in the woods and like surrounded by nature and everything. And big house with big garden, that's <laughs> a cool thing, because it's not something you can like give for granted um where i live um and well yeah i think for like how i'm used to like the life i'm used to is probably for me it's easier to like be closer to everything right. yeah. so like i don't know that's also like how i grew up like just being like five minutes to wherever you want to go by bike 
and that's that was one of like my biggest like cultural shocks when I came here. They're like you need the car to go like everywhere. Work. This is gonna seem like a weird question, I think. I noticed when we went down to Virginia to mm-hmm. visit down there that you took advantage of the gym at the place that we were yeah. staying at. Do you, are you used to going to a gym back home? Yeah. So, okay. We didn't know that because we would have helped you find one around no, here and take you there. And I went to the one in school for a while. Like yeah. um, when I did lacrosse mm-hmm. and cross-country. cross country, I was top runner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I took advantage of the gym too there, but I'm not really like one of like the gym bros and everything. I'm just trying to like go there. Uh, I don't know, like when I can, when I have time, but it's not like I really needed it or yeah. anything. Yeah, that's, and that would be, I think something like that would be a huge culture shock for people that come from a city and are immediately not able to access very quickly mm-hmm. things like that where yeah. they could typically walk or bike to it and just do something and then come right back. Mm-hmm. You know, here, as you know, if you want to meet up with a friend, if you wanted to go to the grocery store, that's a half hour experience just to yeah. get to those things, you know? Yeah. So. Which is also why I think most of the people, like most of people my age drive, mm-hmm. like you really needed to like have a, I guess a social life and everything. So, Education-wise, okay. In America, uh, let's start off with your experience. Mm-hmm. So you get into the school district, and I think before before we even go on with that, it has to be said. I think he, I think you made a good point tonight when we were having dinner. Like your experience is not everyone's experience because yeah. uh, some people have good experiences. Your sister obviously had a good enough experience that you felt like you wanted to have that experience mm-hmm. too. So the experiences are there and can be had. And I believe it's just our school district sucks <laughs> like really hardcore. But yeah. I, I also believe that there's things that you experienced here that are society wide, you know, yeah. issues with, with the way kids are, I'm sorry, teens are uh, socially interacting with each other, mm-hmm. which I found very interesting. And that, yeah, probably that's um, a thing concerning society and also generational issue yeah. too at the same time because that's how probably, mo- like, it's a thing that concerns all teens and that I found specifically here maybe, but yeah. probably everywhere in the world too. So you get here. You get into the school district. The way it should have gone is you go right to the guidance counselor or the office administration people, and they give you a tour. They set you up with someone to show you around. They maybe give you a buddy to, like, always meet up with so that if you need anything. So how much of that happened? Uh, It took a while. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the very first day didn't really happen. Um, I was in an English support class. And I don't really know, like, I think I was, I'm the only exchange student in the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other kids there were like students that um, had some issues with the language and had to learn it, but they were not exchange students. Right. So I felt like I didn't really like belong in that class because my point was like to leave the normal American experience, not like try to learn the language in another class. Um, and also, like, I wanted to, like, have some power on my schedule, like, the classes I wanted to attend. And that took a while, too. But 
Uh, How long did it take for you to switch to different classes because they weren't right for you? I think I couldn't do it. I mean, I think I had my schedule fixed uh, by the end of October or something like that. So it took a while. Basically two months in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it took a while. Um, So, yeah. And also, like, (laughs) one of my biggest problems at the beginning was that I didn't know the school. So only like to get around, like find my classes and everything. That was that was a pain every time. Like I walked out of my class and I was like, "Where I'm gonna go now?" Um, and the locker. That was <laughs> that <not> was <laughs> another big problem. Like they showed me how to open it, but I didn't get it. I was just like trying to. I think I learned how to do it. Like it was probably October too for that. Well, our neighbors gave you a combination. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, yeah. Like after three weeks, probably <laughs> <laughs> I just like kept stopping people in the school, asking them to open my locker. They were like, sure. <laughs> Embarrassing. Um, okay. So education wise, uh, the classes comparatively to what you're learning in Italy, uh, you feel like it was on par, less than par, um, how things were taught? Mm, so the only classes I had in common um, with the ones I usually study in Italy are, um, well, I did physics, uh, and I also have that, uh, math. Well, my point was try to do like uh, scientific classes here because I thought, they, they would be like the same mm-hmm. um, so that I didn't have like to, I don't know, like make up all the work when I go back to Italy. And and I think that especially with math, I really like studied a lot and learned a lot of new things, like mainly because my school in Italy is focused on humanities. So like we, there's not like a lot of attention put into like math and science and those kind of subjects. We do them. But of course, we have less less hours. Um, I feel like I really learned a lot in those subjects. Then I had English, and that was mainly um, you mainly had to like read things and just uh, I don't know fill in some uh, worksheets, I guess. Um, Then I had art, um, American government. That was interesting. That was probably my favorite class here. And journalism, that was another interesting class. And and I think that most of my teachers did a very good job. Like, they were really trying to make, like, all the lessons, I don't know, like, interesting. Mm-hmm. And you could really tell that they were, like, striving to have, like, the students' attention and everything. And that was something I appreciated because, like, they had, like, they would do games, they would do stuff just, like, to try to, I don't know, like, catch your attention and everything. And yeah, that's something like that's something that I liked about like teachers here. Not all of them, but most of them. Yeah. But do you feel like the the education portion is kind of dumbed down compared to Italy? <laughs> as far as like easier and like kind of almost almost set up to allow students to pass instead of forcing them yes, to try. That's I I think it really one big difference is that you can pick the classes you're going to attend. Mm-hmm. So, of course, students don't want to, like, do more work than they could, like, do to, like, just, I don't know, like, past year and everything. So, 
I feel like if you give students the choice to like work less and have the same results, they're like most likely to like take it and take like very easy classes. And I think that's kind of the issue with like letting students pick the classes they want with the levels they want. And yeah, some classes, I mean, I, I would, I had thought that like, since, um, English is not my first language, I would have like to struggle a bit with school. And I was like, compared to that, but I didn't really like have any problems with that. I like study a lot more when I'm in Italy than here. You basically scored 98 or higher on every class, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, I didn't have a lot of problems, but yeah. And I guess what you say in regards to if you give someone a choice, they would choose less and for the same result. And I would say just because I grew up here and didn't experience another country growing up in that other lifestyle, even as an exchange student or something, I would say that that's human nature. Give someone the easy path out, they're going to take it. But if, if that was over in your country, you, well, let's just talk about your school. It's seemingly they want to strive and try harder to achieve I'm, more, right? I wouldn't say so. I mean, you got to pick your school. And once you decide that that's going to be your school, you know that in some schools you're going to study more than in others. So you make your choice and not all the students go to the same school. But I think that to go to a school where you know that you have to study, you got to have some ambition. Mm -hmm. And that's probably, ambition is probably something that not every teen like thinks about when like, I don't know, like they go in high school, they're, I don't know, it's not like something that everybody has, which is normal. Like you have all the time of the world to think about like, I don't know, like your career and everything. But at least you should try to, I don't know, like push a little bit more of the students, I think, in that direction. And so that leads us to basically the types of personalities and social issues you kind of ran into here, mm -hmm. which ultimately is why you're leaving early as yeah. well. Um, so with people in the school district, what are, what are, what was going on? Like, what were you experiencing that was such a turnoff, basically? It was... Uh, the lack of, I would say, like social, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, the lack of sociality in every classroom. Like, yeah. I get that you, like, change your classes every period, so, like, you know a lot of people, but the thing is, you don't really know anybody, mm -hmm. and especially for me, maybe this would work, like, for people that live here and have all their friends outside of school, but if you don't really know anybody just like at the beginning and you don't meet people during your classes, that basically leaves you alone in school. Yeah. So that was the issue. And yeah, uh, people were not really like speaking to each other, talking or anything during the classes. That's kind of a, that's kind of the interesting thing right there, too, because I think it would be one thing if you went into the school, you didn't try to talk to people, you separated yourself and sat alone on purpose and you would go into a classroom and everybody's talking around you, but just not to you. Mm -hmm. But the way you kind of put it out there, and I wasn't in the classroom, so I don't know for sure. But the way you kind of put it is everybody goes into class, they bury themselves in their phones, and no one's talking to each other at all. That's, that's basically what happens. Like, I'm not saying that that's how it is all the time, but mm -hmm. most of the time, making it very difficult to, like, I don't know, start 
talking to somebody. And yeah, I would say that most of people, most of students aren't really like interested in knowing other students in their mm-hmm. class where they already have like their groups, their friends, and they can just like meet them during, I don't know if they have like some classes together or have lunch with them, meet them like in the hallways and yeah. And I get it because you really know a lot of students like during the day, but also it like really like takes away a big part of learning for me that is like learning with other people surrounding you, learning together and everything. And yeah, that's, that was I mean, the way you describe it is like being on an island, basically. Yeah. yeah. You are really just minding your own business. And if, even if like, I think about my class in Italy, whenever there is like a chance to, I don't know, start speaking and noise and everything, everybody just takes it and teachers often complain for it. <laughs> and then I thought about here, like if nobody is doing anything, you just put your earbuds on and, like use your phone and that's it. Yeah. And I think, you know, taking out of your situation, just applying it in general, it's something I've brought up that I just believe is generationally something that's a real issue that I think your generation, maybe the generation right before you, like the, the, maybe the last 10 years or so Mm -hmm. is really dealing with that, you, you grew up in this digital generation. When when did you get a smartphone? Uh, I was 10. 10 years old. Yeah, I don't, 11 maybe, I remember. Yeah, I was 26. <laughs> well, you didn't have phones back then. That's, yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. another thing. We had the, the cups with the string between them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 10 cups. Um, no, but I mean, yeah, smartphones weren't around. They were just really expensive to oh, get. Yeah. And we just didn't see the purpose for them. And then the unlimited internet and everything. like we used to have to pay for text. Oh, that's polyolytic. <laughs> but so, you know, the kids in your generation, teens and even kids, like you said, you got yours at 10. So, you know, anyone coming up on these, you know, you're sitting in the lunchroom and you're watching kids talk to each other on their phones right across the table from each other and like interacting and sending TikToks and memes and whatever, all that stuff, yeah. you know, and it's like, but they're, they're kind of lacking in that ability to do what we're doing right now, which is just sitting across from each other, looking each other in the eyes and actually having a conversation and getting yeah. to know them, you know? And I think, I think that's a real problem. That's, like, that's very sad. And, and I can tell you that that's probably, it's the same like everywhere. And yeah, I mean, I think it's sad and also dangerous because you really like don't develop the ability of like speaking with people in real life. And that's ultimately like what you need to live. Like when you are in a social context and everything, but I mean, it's weird because I talk about it and I know it, but then I know that sometimes I can be that person too when I'm outside. So I have no solution for this, but <laughs> it's something I'm aware of. Um, I was just thinking of a question for you in regards to that. But yeah, in, in school and especially here, I noticed that in most of classes, it's like that. Oh, that, that and that was my question. In regards to the classes, uh, do you feel like it was kind of a, <laughs> I don't even know if this term would make sense to you, but a wild west situation with cell phones in that 
like the teachers had no control. <laughs> yes, that was that. It was hilarious to me because like um, you would hear announcements all the time of um, people saying that you were not allowed to use your phones and your uh, AirPods and everything, but the teachers wouldn't really do anything about it. <laughs> and that was the problem. Like once you realize that uh, students are just using their phones all the time and you could really just take them away from them. Why don't you do it? Like if it, right. the problem is that big that it really becomes like a problem also for like their education because like they're not paying attention to what you're saying, just take their phones. I mean, I'm a student, so I, I shouldn't be saying these things because like I would want my phone, I guess. But if the problem is that big, just take the phones, but they just don't do it. And I think, I think we've brought this up to you, but I think that parents make excuses for their kids to have phones on them just in case there's something like a school probably probably you know and but at the same time there has to be some degree of control where you know teacher says if i look up and i see any earbuds in you're you're no the situation was more like the teachers begging the students to take their uh their headphones and everything off should be phones silent in their pocket in the backpack or something out of sight and that was also like a lack of respect for right. the teachers too. like they shouldn't like be asking you to pay attention you are supposed to pay attention and then they're supposed to punish you if you're not doing it it's not like the other way around like that was weird for me like just them asking you kindly like please could you take your um headphones let your uh earbuds off and everything yeah so you go through this whole experience of being an exchange student unfortunately you were supposed to be here for a year. You cut that short just because this, I mean, you're the majority of your day is in school. Yeah. So that's kind of like, uh, you didn't, well, you say you didn't, maybe you get home and you're like, I hated this family staying no, with these crazy people. But like, you know, you, you spend the majority of your time in school. So it's, you know, I mean, if it was like, uh, smallest or irrelevant portion of my experience, I would probably like finish it and stay here because that was like the only part of it that really, I don't know, like wanted me to take this decision. Yeah. But if it wasn't for that, I would stay. And you, just to be clear too, you put yourself out there. You, you tried to start conversations with people. You tried to sit with people at lunch and, and start conversations with people. And it's just, People were more interested in what's going on in their online communities than yep. making new friends and stuff. I started a sport I would never thought of <laughs> just to meet people. Two sports I would never have thought of. So I tried. Yeah. But. yeah. Uh, so how about before we go into maybe some other experiences that beyond schooling that you had, uh, what did you learn that, let's say, a exchange student – comes to you and your school back home, but now you have a little bit more of an audience for other types of students as well, even American students. From American students. Yeah, you know, like what what advice would you give to someone that's considering that, that they should look out for, prepare for, uh, try to do, you know? I would say just, well, of course, if somebody's willing to do this experience, I get that they don't need like my advice to like go out and try to, I don't know, like, as I said, like walk out of their um, comfort zones and everything. 
just be prepared to like sometimes feel lonely and uh, know that like even if you are having like a bad moment at the beginning things can change and you will definitely like find something that will make like this experience worthy of like being lived yeah and you can definitely like take something good out of it even if at first like maybe you don't feel that way i'm gonna bring up something uh with you mm. because as much as you say you like the home life here mm-hmm. with us you did run into some problems in the beginning with us then maybe there was some communication because you're in a different country and you don't understand like my sense of humor, mm-hmm. sarcasm and stuff like that. And you were maybe taking things I was saying a little too seriously, right? Like you, you felt maybe I was trying I to mean, pick on you a little bit too hard or something. Or It was more like, um, well, it took me a while to get used to it. Uh, but also that I wasn't probably comfortable enough to answer and like actually react to it. Yeah. So that kind of led to, I don't know, some general miscommunication in that. Well, I think, I think the route that I'm going with this part of the conversation is when it comes to advice for other people that may experience it mm-hmm. and being an exchange student is you were taught, what do you call Amy? What is she? Uh, I would say she's my like coordinator. Coordinator for the exchange yeah. program. So it, it really took her like, it's kind of one of the other cool things about your experience is that she would come and, and take you out with some of the other students in the area to hang out with each other outside of school and get things going, get to know how things are going with you here. She would call us and say, how are things working out with Hortensia yeah. and going over everything. Um, but I think there was one trip specifically that you guys had where, you know, she was like inquiring what's going on, like how you feeling and you were mm-hmm. kind of upset about the balance of life here at the house. And she said, just have a conversation with yeah. her. And I think that as soon as we had that conversation with you, like everything just Changed. kind of melted away and you were okay then. Yes. You know? That was, that's one thing I would definitely like advise, uh, just like talk, yeah. speak. If yeah. you, there is something that is bothering you or that you're not completely sure of, just speak, talk, and that's, you cannot, like, do a mistake by doing that, because, like, you can just, like, make things better, and, yeah, also because, like, at the very beginning, it was tough, because, like, things in school were not doing great, and we had, like, that miscommunication thing at first, so the balance, it was, it was tough, like, the very first two weeks, but after that, things here really got better, and that's what, like, I don't know, like, made, my experience like just having like a good environment here and everything so that definitely like made things better yeah it was a switch yeah i mean you could see a switch i think everywhere in here in the house Mm -hmm. like not only the way we were acting with you but also the way you were acting with us we knew maybe hold back on some things so that we don't like so that there's no confusion as to like what we're saying you know I mean, I still think on you. That's <laughs> never going to change. <laughs> but, um, okay, so go through that. You have this experience. You, um, you're sitting here. We kind of talked about this before, too. You're sitting here, and you're kind of looking online, seeing what your friends are doing back home and everything. That's got to be a little tough. Yes, that was. 
especially because I have like um, a group of friends I really care about and knowing that they were like hanging out and everything, especially when I didn't know like anybody because I made some friends here now, but when I knew nobody, that was, yeah, that was tough. But I would say like only like in the first month maybe same with homesickness yeah the very first month you did experience homesickness the first month it was difficult like i would little like start crying in the, out of like nowhere when i was feeling good and everything just because like i don't know i would think of my family but then i don't know what happened but after like i think it was end of september i just started like not really caring about i mean i care about my family but <laughs> That was not like a big problem anymore. It was not like, of course I missed them, but not like in a unhealthy way or not like in a way that didn't allow me to like enjoy my time here. I think it's, I think it's also a good experience. Like I kind of equate that type of feeling to the first time I moved out of my house away from my parents and yeah, you're like, Oh crap, I gotta clean the dishes and do my own laundry and everything. But you know, you kind of get this, sense of a little bit more freedom like hey i can do this and i'm out on my own and this is kind of an adventure now you know that was i mean i think that i grew up a lot like i know that after this i can't just like stay away from my family for six months or even more probably without like i don't know like needing to stay with them and i'm more like independent as a person like i can make my own choices and yeah, that's, I think it really, like, makes you grow up. Coming to America makes you a rebel. It's <laughs> <laughs> what this, this country was founded on, you know, rebelling well, against yeah. the crown and everything. Yeah, um, that, that makes sense. You can see that way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, we, we've we done, oh, we've actually done quite a bit of things. Uh, we did. Wise and In, like, around. Five months. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had to condense that schedule a little once we found out that you were leaving. Oh. But we, uh, so what did we do? We went down to Virginia recently, right between Christmas, Christmas and New Year's. Uh, you got to see Colonial Williamsburg, which has our old buildings <laughs> comparative to your ancient buildings in uh, in Italy. Yeah, old enough. Yeah, so, you know, we went that, we went down there, we did some escape rooms and beat them. That was cool. We won. Yeah, both, of, both them. of them. That was good means we have a smart thing going here, right? Smart thing. <laughs> Even with the little ones running around being crazy and trying to like pull everything off the walls. Um, we went to the most recent trip. We went all the way up to New Hampshire mm-hmm. and went skiing up there, which is interesting. And that's why I brought it up earlier is you're used to skiing in the Alps. Yeah. So, But you said it was pretty comparative in regards to once you're on I mean, the slopes. Yeah. Once you're... Uh... It wasn't that, I mean, it's different, like, especially like the view because like Alps are very like big in front of you. So like they cover basically whatever you see, but like the trails itself, like the double black we did, that was pretty good. It was, it wasn't like, it wasn't easy. Yeah. It was icy. (laughs) Yeah. That first part, which is a little nuts, but yeah. What else? Where else did we go? We went to... We went to uh, Philly for my birthday. That's right. Yeah, we went to the art museum. Really and what was it. the most important part of seeing the art museum? Rocky statue. Yeah, Rocky statue. Of course. Yeah. And then I made you watch Rocky... Well, I made you watch the first Rocky before we went no, we, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then, I had to be prepared. Yes, absolutely. And then we watched the second one, and 
I watched the third one. Yeah, yeah. And you loved them. Yeah. You're, you're upset that you're leaving early because you can't see four and five and <laughs> Rocky Balboa. And Let me Creed guess. It's, Creed it's him fighting with somebody. Yes. Wow. The best part. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're literally missing the best one, which is Rocky Four fighting the Russian guy. Drama. Wow. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. No, the um, first one was pretty good. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, but yeah, we got to go to the art museum. My favorite, I almost cried, was visiting Independence Hall. No, that was, no, it was very, very interesting. Yeah. Like, especially because like we had just studied all those things in American government. So I knew what he was talking about yeah. and I felt smart. And yeah. uh, it was, I really like. Um, it wasn't a long tour, but he was a really good tour guide. Yes. He yeah. A, yeah. He made it very passion. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was really Yeah. Great. You could tell that he liked like what he was explaining. Yeah. I love I love that history. <laughs> yeah, it's that it made me like very interested. Like American history, government, especially because like I, I'm thinking about like working in a field with law in future and knowing how the government works here. It's I don't know if I have or need it, but it's like a knowledge that now I have and mm-hmm. I didn't have before, and just gives you like a perspective of how things are in another country and it's interesting i'm not going to keep you on too long to talk about the government differences between the countries but <laughs> what do you what do you think about the way our government is structured and maybe what you see as far as like the theater of our politics versus like what happens in your country and what's going on there i mean while you were here they elected a, a woman uh is it president oh like the the, the minister prime minister prime minister yeah. yeah in in italy yeah it happened in september mm-hmm. and well i think it there are not like a lot of they are both like republics mm-hmm. so that's a thing in common um well yours is presidential and ours is parliamentary parliamentary yeah i think well, American government is probably something that, like, it's so, like, important in, like, the words, I don't know, like, balance and everything that everybody in the world knows a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows who's the president, and when there are, like, the elections, everybody knows about it in the world. So... So let me ask you this. And you don't... I'm not getting specific on our presidents, right? But if we have a president... That, pe- that people hear, I think you see it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I tried, I think you overheard conversations between my wife and I, and maybe sometimes the kids bring up topics and want to know something that I know about politics. It's very rare, but it's very, very surface level too. They don't get very deep because I don't know much about it. Yeah. Um, but you've certainly overheard Leslie and I talking about political topics mm-hmm. because it's something that we're interested and mm-hmm. passionate about. But I think you can see here... Well, let me, let me make a comparison, right? Here, you have Democrats versus Republicans, mm-hmm. right? And you can see that there is uh, animosity towards the opposite party's yes. political people. You know, um, President Biden is an ass. I mean, he's a, he's a current uh, president. <laughs> I heard that, yeah. But, you know, there's, a, there's you know, you and you see, like, I think you probably see a lot more political statements and things going on than you probably do in your country with any party in power, right? Yeah. I mean, 
well. Like signs in people's yards and oh yeah yeah know, flags That's, that say different things. Yeah, people are much more like vocal. Yes, yeah. yeah yeah. It's something, especially with the midterms. Uh, we had it was something that was like everywhere. It was you can really tell that it's a big like component of life here. Yeah. But even with all the animosity, right? So the the last president that we had, Trump, but before Biden, like the left was absolutely venomous about him. Mm-hmm. And well, let me take a step in the opposite direction: Obama or Biden, like the the people on the right. The okay, people, don't go like too much back in years because I'm not going to yeah, remember. No, that's all I was going to bring <laughs> up. Like I think that these three current presidents are a good example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, the right people like me don't really like the president that's in power or some of the politicians and everything. We're vocal about it. But I would never say, I would never assume, and this is just personal, it's a generalization, right? I would never assume that people over in Europe like love or hate President Biden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but But when Trump was in office, the American media... And the left in our country were saying, oh, my gosh, he is he's such a bad representative of America that people in other countries hate him. Right. Mm-hmm. But here's the difference. We went over to Italy in 2020, I think it was okay. 2019 or 2020. And when we were over there, I didn't hear a word about Trump anywhere. It wasn't in the media because we watched Italian news and. When we were hearing about politics, it was all about your politics, which makes sense. Yes. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying something that's profound. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, you guys care about your own politics. It seems it doesn't seem like you get care no. about anyone else's politics. Like we typically don't care about your politics over there. Yeah. You know? But they they made it out like everybody hates us because Trump was in power. Like, was that a big topic of conversation when he was in power? Uh, well, I would say that, like, people definitely care more about what's going on in Italy, of right. course. Yeah. But what I meant is that, like, while people here would, wouldn't know a thing about our president in Italy, right. yeah. everybody in Italy knows about who the president is here. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's because of, like, the importance it has, like, I would say worldwide but uh yeah people definitely care about like our politics and don't really like if i think about old people like they would wouldn't know a thing about like american politics and that makes sense Mm -hmm. um i don't know about what they i know that um president trump wasn't like i didn't like hear a lot of good things about him (laughs) that's what i can say that like uh but it, it definitely like people wouldn't just like get out of their houses and stop speaking about him. It was right. not like either like somebody bring, brought him up like to talk about him, but never like really happened. You wouldn't see him on the news or like big screens or yeah. Interesting. Um, where, what are some things that you didn't get to do here that maybe at some point in the future you would want to come back to America to see your experience? Mm. Well, well, college is not something uh, I could do here yet, but I'm considering it. Like, I don't, I have no idea yet of what I want to do and study and where. Honestly, I definitely know that I I will study in Italy for a bit, and then I plan to go like either somewhere in Europe or here. Thing is that colleges are very expensive here, mm. so I have to think about it. Yeah. Um. 
I think before you go on, I think the one thing, and I think I've brought this up with you, is that everyone gets a fresh start in college. Everybody's mm-hmm. kind of forced to make new friends. So, yeah. it, whereas in the educa- the public education system, you know, you may have grown up from elementary school with mm-hmm. these people, and then you're kind of like in these cliques. You're you're thrown back into the fire again with college. Like you have to have new social interactions. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. So has I would to. always encourage you with that if you did want to come back, like. That, that experience is going to be completely different than in high school. And hopefully people are going to be also like more mature and like yes. more, I don't know, aware of like their place in the world. Let's not use the word mature with American colleges. Maybe, though. I don't know, like more aware. Yeah, yeah. Um, Any places that you wanted to visit and all that you didn't get to? I think I'll definitely come back to New York. Yeah. I, I like the city a lot, yeah. So, I don't know. I would... Well, I'd like to travel in general, like everywhere I can. So, yeah. of course, the United States is so big that there are like so many places one could visit. I think it's a shame that you don't get. I, I think that they, if if I were to suggest any kind of change to the system of being an exchange student, I would say give some leniency on time at before school starts, like maybe two weeks in the summer mm-hmm. that you get acclimated to the family and maybe get to travel and go on a vacation with them or something like that before you actually start school so you can get to know the family a little bit better. Because you came, like, what, the day, two days before, before? I think the day before school. Day before school. I came right? on a Sunday and school yeah. started and on Monday. Yeah. yeah, That's not cool. I, no, I don't think it wasn't. That was not. Um, or, t- or maybe, like, a week or two mm-hmm. after the school year when you feel completely comfortable with the family and you can do a vacation with them or something well that really didn't stop us from doing vacations anyway but you're also with a family that has a very a lot of freedom like a lot of a lot of uh, people work these nine to five jobs that can't take off i I mean i am part owner of a business and i make my own schedule unless the homeschools and I mean, we could home. She could homeschool them anywhere. We can travel the country, and she could homeschool while we're on the no, road. No, yeah, and that was I was lucky with that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense because I know that, like, out of like the other um, exchange students I know, I'm probably the one that traveled the most because, really? like, yeah, they were like they went somewhere, but especially during like Christmas or holidays. Were holidays hard for you, or not that much? Not well. Thanksgiving definitely wasn't because like we don't have it, so it was new holiday. <laughs> so I was like, "That's." And you can't go wrong with a holiday that's centered around food. Yeah, basically. that's that was cool. So speaking of food, <laughs> you basically come from the country that has the best food we ever. Thank had. you. Yes, um, I agree. And when I was there for two weeks, I I had one lackluster meal. I wasn't even a bad meal. But you guys don't know what a hamburger is, apparently. <laughs> you gotta ask for it. You gotta ask for the buns. That's... Because when I I ordered a hamburger, <laughs> but it came as just a patty on a plate with some <laughs> with some side stuff. But that's a I, common and, mistake. And that was just at one point in time when I was like, you know what? Like, as much as I love all this Italian food and everything, I just want something American. And I'm, yeah, and then that's understandable. Yeah, that's... So. <laughs> But so, yeah, so you got to experience some uh, different food here and everything. So tell me about some of your favorites that you experienced. I think you already know what my favorites are. Um, Well, I think most of my favorites are sweet things or like things 
breakfast things. Uh, my top one is probably cinnamon rolls. <laughs> then, well, I love pancakes and waffles. You know how pancakes and waffles are? We have them, but they're not like a very common thing. Yeah. Like I had them before, but I don't but even. Syrup isn't a big thing, right? No, 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 no. You don't have any syrup. It, nope. I tried one before because I wanted to know how it tastes like, but when I came here, it was a completely different thing. Like yeah. the one I had there tasted weird. It was not. Huh. It's not like the one I. Yeah, it's very different. So we just need to. We can start a side business, you know that, right? If I start shipping over things like maple syrup, you mark it up, we make some money. Yeah, you know and, I mean? and I have to open a Chick-fil-A too. Yes. <laughs> and like, I don't know how many other places, and a Starbucks, and yeah. Well, you have Starbucks, right? Only in Milan, and maybe in Rome. I don't but know. No Dunkin' Donuts. No, I never, I've never seen one. Okay. Communist, communism travels faster than <laughs> capitalism, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, with uh, Starbucks, they get around. <laughs> but the, um, uh, you, you, I was happy. I was extremely happy to be uh, a part of your first s'more experience. Yes, that was, that's... And we got two Italians that day for... Oh, there was experience. also one. Yeah, she was... Yeah. We both really liked it. It's a bummer that I don't have like the fireplace in my house. I was thinking, I was talking about it with Leslie. Can I do it like in the kitchen? Like, I think so. You, just, there's, just, I think there's actually little kits that you can buy for like little bowls that you can set a fire in mm-hmm. and everything too. Yeah, you, I have to be know, careful like not to burn. Look up on Amazon's uh, s'more kit. And okay. you, might, you might be able to find something like a little fire pit that you can have. Like, or I know that like some people like. Mm, put like a whole thing of like they put like cookies and then marshmallows and then chocolate and then cookies and put the whole thing in the oven yeah you'd find yourself in trouble with that (laughs) your mom would come home and half that that dish would be gone (laughs) what happened (laughs) yeah i i think that i could try that yeah some of the other things that i found interesting is you never experienced a hibachi before no that was that was new that was cool like, well, we have some pictures of your face very excited as fire was shooting. <laughs> you see, like the fire in my yeah, eyes, yeah. like <laughs> fire. Yeah, that was that was very special. I liked it, especially because I really love like Chinese food and yeah, yeah Asian food in general. So that was cool. One uh, one of the things were you cinnamon rolls were your favorites. You like s'mores. I love apple crisp. Apple crisp, but yeah, it's a very American thing. Apple mm, pie. Yeah, apple so, pie too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I love apples in general, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, then I love like burgers. I think that that's my favorite American food. Like if I had to have a meal. Plus we butcher our own burgers for you. Yes, that was a good so burger. It's, it's like real fresh. I didn't, meat. I didn't want to say the cow, but the burger was good. <laughs> I don't even know the cow's name. I don't like to get that That's, personal with it. I yeah. think it uh, last year's was butterball. I know that. <laughs> Why would you know that? <laughs> That's sad. And we have some animals here, too, so you got to experience that. Yeah, the chickens. The, you're going to miss the goats that we're getting mm. within the next couple Send weeks. Send me pictures. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I guess they will, but, uh, you know. Um, yeah. Any, anything else that you want to throw out there in regards to your experience well, i'm thinking about halloween was cool well that was different for you yeah. yes because like we have it but it's nothing like the i don't it here is like a super big thing 
Well, we try to emulate it, but it's not as not closely like the same thing. Mm. I know it's not your thing, but because over in Italy, I mean, there's really no church but the Catholic Church, really. Yeah. Right. So that was kind of. I mean, you you went with us a couple times, and it's very different compared to what you're used to over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a different experience too. That was that was. It is very different. <laughs> like. I I've always like the only church I went to is the Catholic one, and I mean it's still like a Christian church, so yeah. it's not like that different. But like the way um, the whole thing is is get up, sit down, get on your knees, pray. Food, yeah, confession. I mean <laughs> I know it sounds boring, but like I'm used to it. Yeah. So like I don't really go to church when I'm in uh, Italy, but that's how it How is. Many people do over there well my grandma always does and my aunt does too so and i know some people my age that go to so it's not but i would say especially old people that's yeah like if you you go i I said you look your age (laughs) you are saying things i never said i said you look your age (laughs) um yeah so yeah yeah i i you know as you bring these things up it it is interesting. So the Halloween experience was very new for you. Mm-hmm. You got to experience some of the countryside stuff. Oh, we took you to a rodeo. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. I That's liked our it. thing. That our was. Family. I. I didn't expect it. That that's one of the things. Like I didn't. I didn't realize like how much that I don't know. Like that is also part of the culture here. Mm. Like I probably thought it was like another part of the states. But like more like a Texas thing or something like in another part of the States, that was not something I would have expected. Like I knew that um, Reagan likes uh, riding horses and everything, but I didn't like expect that to be. Well, I think the interesting thing is we didn't like I didn't grow up going to rodeos at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, I started going to rodeos five years ago, maybe or something like that. And that's, I mean, our first night we went, we just went because we were looking for something different to do as a family. Mm-hmm. And every single one of us got hooked that night. It was just yeah. like, we loved it, you know? Was- and so, yeah, it was really cool to have you kind of experience that with us because it's, uh, you know, rodeos and bulls and then, the you know, some of the things that you guys do with bulls over in Europe, you know, yeah. like chasing down the streets and stuff. But our guys are crazy enough to ride them, you know. <laughs> that's, so. that's wild. That's weird. That, but, yeah, that's it was, cool. it's pretty interesting stuff. Well, I'll end it with that. I won't take up too much. You did great. See, it was fine. You didn't have to. I didn't forget English while I was speaking. Exactly. I mean, sometimes I did, but not too much. Well, let me say this for the record on camera for you. I truly appreciate you coming here. We love having you here. I think that you have been an exemplary example to my daughters. Mm. And we we have said that in private and probably not enough to you that you are like, I, your parents must be so proud of you. I mean, you're, you're a great person to have as a, as a daughter. And we're going to miss you. And we're glad that you were able to have an impact on our family and everything. So thank you for coming out. That's, <laughs> I don't know if there is anything I can add to this. Like, it's the same for me. Good. Like, Good. You really made, especially like, since you know that like, 
maybe I didn't like really make as many friends as I hoped to. And that part was not that great. You really like made up for it. That, yeah. You really did that. Well, one last thing. Yeah. You did learn a new TV show that you really like here in America. <laughs> Wait. <Jeopardy. laughs> You're a big fan of Jeopardy. Yeah. I, I think I have a future as a player too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm telling you, maybe and, I could come back to the States only to play it. Maybe some of the most devastating news is we're watching reruns all the time on Pluto TV. <laughs> and then you find out that Trebek has been dead I, for a couple of years. <laughs> You're like, wait, when we're watching live TV at someone else's house. You're like, where's Alex Trebek? We've got to break this to her now. <laughs> I knew it. I was just surprised not to see his face yeah. that's what i'm that's what i'm saying well i appreciate you uh taking taking the opportunity to experience this too because i know so many people have a hard time sitting down and feeling like they're going to be un uncomfortable in a situation like this on, on an interview and most people say they had a lot of fun and actually want to come back and do it then because it's you just act like that's not it's there. yeah you know what i mean so it's a it's just a conversation so i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and kind of like relay that information to other people as well mm -hmm. and um keep in touch <laughs> keep in well, touch if we if we start skyping you and leaving messages and don't get any ringbacks so we're gonna be like oh no, I left us. just like to keep in mind that I'm like six hours ahead. Yeah, just like, so call you at like 12 at night. Like 6 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. And you think I'm going to be awake at 6 a.m.? You're not seeing me until like... You, I think maybe one of the things that you took too seriously was the American teenage lifestyle of liking to sleep in and stuff. <laughs> I had a teenage style before coming here, I'm telling you. Like... All right. Well, I appreciate everyone tuning in. And uh, I do know I have a couple other interviews lined up. I know I haven't done it for a while. Keep in mind that I do want to throw this out there. I don't like forcing content on my channel in regards to just doing interviews to do interviews. Uh, I really like meaningful content and talking to people that I really feel have something to share with people like Hortensia had this experience that she went through. Uh, I know I have a couple people that have shown interest and I'm interested in getting them on. So I will be working towards that. I've been running a new business since the last time I, I even did this podcast. This is, that's how long it's been since I put out an episode. So that's been interesting, but I appreciate you. You can find all the content on Spotify, which releases the episodes to things like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can also write on Spotify or, oh my gosh, what's the one I go through all the time? Um, Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of it off the top of my head. And that's, a, that's the most important one because that's actually where I, I upload to. Hold on one second here. But... Rumble is another place that you can find all the video content, which is also important if you're listening right now and you want to find out what it actually looks like. The uh, the other podcasting platform that you can go to is Anchor, which um, is really interesting right now that I can do so much more with the podcast. If you go to Anchor and you happen to be watching any of the episodes, uh, I can put polls up on there. I can put questions for you in regards to things. So I'll probably throw up maybe some questions for the audience in regards to have you ever had an exchange experience and what did you go through and what are you interested in learning? 
coming about from an exchange. Student. As a matter of fact, we could even do a follow-up uh, podcast with her when she's back home if you put in some questions, and we could do a Skype call, and I can record that. So that would be really interesting, too. But if you go to Anchor, you can uh, subscribe to any podcast from there. We have lots of really great interviews up there. I hope in the near future to get Lucy Brenton back on from the Midwest, the Libertarian, and talk about all the updates with the vaccine and the virus and everything going on and uh, some business owners as well. So I appreciate everyone tuning in. Thank you very much. Have a great night and God bless America.